Welcome to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries podcast. My name is Shakira and welcome or welcome back. If you are new here, we welcome you. Go ahead and subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen to us on, whether it's on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever. If you subscribe, you'll be notified every single time we have a new episode, which happens to be every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Now, if you're not new to this, if you are true to this, welcome back to the podcast. You are already a part of our carefree family. So, hey, how you doing? I hope that you enjoyed your week or your weekend. And this week we have some things to talk about. Um, I'm going to get more into it when we get into our topic. But for now, welcome. Settle in. Up next, we have our carefree updates. So let's talk new music. Jasmine Sullivan, if you are not familiar with the girl, get familiar with the girl. But I mean, like, who doesn't know Jasmine Sullivan? I don't know. Like, have you heard Bust the Windows Out Your Car? Have you heard Lions, Tigers, and Bears? Have you heard Mona Lisa? Like, Jasmine Sullivan is the girl to know. But she released a new album. I think it was last week. It was like a few days ago. And it's her first album since 2008. 13 years ago like I can't even like what (laughs) it's been a while um and I'm not really sure of the specifics surrounding like why it's taking her so long to release an album I don't know if it was like a record label kind of situation or if it was a personal situation I'm not really familiar but I haven't listened to the album yet I have seen um some great reviews I saw people mentioning a song with Ari Lennox I have not listened to it yet see I'm the type of person I need to be in my car (laughs) so like I like to be in my car listening to the music because I don't know music just hits different when it's coming out of your car speakers it's different than a speaker in your house it's different than your headphones or your airpods it just hits different when it's coming out of the car you hear every little piece of the song so I'm waiting until I have to like go somewhere because I've been trying to stay inside um over the past few days But I'm going to listen to it. So I saw the song with Ari Lennox. I did hear the song with her. Um, I liked it. I liked it. But my favorite song, I already know because it came out um, weeks ago, which is Lost One. That song, y'all. I have been listening to that song on repeat. Like before the album came out, it's just something about that song. It's... It gives me like Frank Ocean vibes, like not trying to compare her to Frank Ocean, but just the like the melody, like the the feel of it gives me the way Frank Ocean makes me feel. And I love Frank Ocean. I'm a huge Frank Ocean stan. Okay, so I am excited to listen to the album in its entirety. And I also like to listen to an album from like track one to the end. I'm also that kind of person. So if you have not listened to her new album, check it out. It is on all the streaming services. Now, secondly, let's talk about Black History Moments. Black History Moments is my second podcast. So this one, Carefree and Black Diaries, is my baby. It's my baby. This is my oldest baby, though. Now, Black History Moments is my youngest baby, and I need to start treating it as such because I launched that podcast last April. There are a few episodes out already. If you have not gave it a listen, 
I encourage you to go and listen to it, learn a little bit more about black history. And it's not Martin Luther King. It's not Malcolm X. It's not Rosa Parks. It's not Harriet Tubman. Okay. Like not to, you know, shade them or anything, but we learn about them so much, but there are so many other people. We don't know their names. We don't know their stories, but they contributed so much to our culture and where we are today. So I, my goal for that podcast is to just share their stories, to give them um, a moment like they don't even get a moment. So I guarantee you, you can go over to that podcast right now and listen to stories that you have not heard before. So I said that to say it's coming back this Friday, January 15th at 9 a.m. Go ahead and search back history moments on your preferred podcast streaming platforms Refresh it because it's been a while since I released a new episode. So more than likely, you're going to have to refresh it in order to get those notifications again when new episodes come out. So be looking for that this Friday at 9 a.m. And lastly, before we get into our topic, because I didn't want to keep um, you all too long on the updates because I got some stuff to get off my chest during the topic. But um, Small Acts, I wanted you all to check out this series or collection of films. It's entitled Small Acts. It is available on Amazon if you have Prime Video. It is a collection of five films by Steve McQueen. Now, I had never heard of this before. We are a director, um, a creator made entire films as a collection so I am looking forward to streaming that it's been out for a while and I've seen um people talking about it one movie in particular that I have heard a lot about is entitled Lovers Rock it is a romance I'm excited about it I'm gonna watch it um I may start watching it today today is Sunday and I don't have anything to do after I record this episode I do have some things to do I'm going to still watch it. I'm going to still watch it. So make sure you all check that out. It is, again, Small Acts, available on Prime Video. Now, here is a break from our sponsor, and then we're going to get into our topic of the day. So I know I said last week that this week we were going to be talking about something. Um, I, I believe I told you all what we were going to be talking about exactly. But if there's one thing I have learned over the last few months, it is that sometimes you have to be ready to pivot. So I'm going to put that topic on ice that we were originally going to cover this week, because if you haven't been under a rock you know that um, a few days ago, I believe it was last Wednesday, a group of domestic terrorists slash thugs slash rioters slash insurrectionists took over the nation's capital. And because of that, I felt it more important for me to say this. We tried to tell y'all. We tried to tell y'all. I remember exactly where I was in 2016 when they announced, you know, who was going to be the next president of the United States of America. I remember exactly where I was. I was back home. I was in a popular restaurant in town um, with two friends. I believe it was Crystal and Jasmine or Jasmine and Diamond. It was I know for sure it was Jasmine and there was one other friend with us, but I can't remember who that friend was. Um, and so we're, you know, laughing, talking, eating, um, watching, because in the restaurant there are like TVs all across the walls. So it's like a sports bar, but during election night they had the election results on all the televisions. So everyone's just there talking, you know, it's a college town. We're like laughing it up, right? 
And as these votes start coming in, we start to see Hillary losing her lead, right? And so the Electoral College votes, they come in bit by bit by bit, and it's getting shorter and shorter and shorter, her lead. And it was like, you can just feel the air leave the room. Like, I don't know if you have ever experienced that before where it just felt like the air dropped out of a building. Um, So that happened. And we got up from the table. We paid our bill, of course. Got up from the table and we went home. And it was just an eerie feeling. But I remember thinking to myself, you know, this is going to be bad. If he wins this election, this is going to be terrible. Now, did I know just how bad it was going to be? No, (laughs) but I knew it was going to be some mess. And I'm saying mess, but I really mean another word and you can fill in the blanks. Right. So the way that he was able to beat the bushes, I guess you can say, and bring these people out of their hole, uncover these undercover races in the country was just insane to me. And it's like he knows the exact verbiage. He knows exactly what he has to say to get them going. But I will say this. The other day when they overtook the Capitol, I was riding with my mom and we had been watching it on TV earlier. But we had like, you know, we had to run some errands. And so as much as I wanted to just stay there all day and watch it unfold, um, we had to leave the house. So we started listening to CNN in the car while we were out riding errands. And um, we were trying to stay updated. But while we were riding, my mom, she was like, you know, nothing like this has ever happened before. It's like I want to cry. And I'm driving and I looked at her and I'm like, Why? And she's like, huh? And I'm like, why do you want to cry? Like genuinely confused. And so she says, you know, it's disheartening that the country has gotten this bad. And it wasn't until that moment that I really realized why there's such a stark contrast in how different generations in the United States um, responds and reacts to different things that happen here. Um, And I told her, you know, my first memory of a presidency was Bush, (laughs) George Bush. Okay. And I remember his presidency so vividly, even though I was young, I was in first grade when 9-11 happened. But I remember that because 9-11 happened September 11, 2001. And I remember how frantic the school felt when it happened and how, um, the teachers, like I remember their faces and I remember just the feeling in the air and how they rushed us because we didn't stay at school the entire day. I don't think anyone did, but they rushed us to pick up parent pickup. I remember everyone's parents like frantically trying to find their child. I remember the ride back home and everything. And even though I didn't understand what was happening, like I knew it was bad. And so my parents would be watching the news and I just kept seeing this clueless looking individual like who genuinely did not look like he had any clue what was going on. Um, And I remember what the newscasters and people in general, like within the community were saying about him. And I I just remember that. Like, I remember that feeling and I knew it wasn't good. Like I, 
from what people were saying about him, I knew he wasn't a good president, <laughs> like even though I didn't quite understand what was happening. And so after that, the next real experience I had with a president was Barack Obama, President Barack Obama. And that was two terms and his second election the time he ran the second time around. So that was the first time I was able to cast a vote and vote, right? So that was the first time I voted for a president. And I remember how much trouble they took him through um, in the policies that he was trying to enact. I remember everything he was trying to do and how they fought him tooth and nail. I remember how cartoonists drew and depicted him and his wife, Michelle Obama, in newspapers and the underlying racism associated with that. I remember the current president saying that he wasn't an American citizen and requesting his birth certificate just because he was black. Like, you can't be a U.S. citizen and be black and also can't be president. So I remember all of that. And I remember all of the trouble associated with that. And then now we have that... I wanted to call him something, but I'm going to try to be nice today. We have that man up in office now. So I don't have any fond, per se, memories of presidencies. And so I was telling my mom, you know, I've experienced three presidents. I remember the first one and the trouble associated with that. I remember the second one in my lifetime and the trouble associated with that. And now I'm on my third one. So I don't have much to compare uh, presidencies to. You know, I wasn't here for Clinton. I was here for Clinton, but I was a baby. And before Clinton, I don't know any of that. So even outside of presidencies, America has never really shown me that people that look like me were equal here. So, like, yeah, we could go to the same schools. Yeah, we can go to the same hospitals. Yeah, we can eat at the same restaurants now. But the systemic racism that exists within our institutions has always reminded me that we still weren't welcome here. I know that the American dream was not built with me in mind, right? And I also know, as many of us do, that there are two different justice systems here, theirs and ours. And what happened at the Capitol was just, wow, it was amazing to be able to see it in action. Because not even a year ago, during the Black Lives Matter protests that were triggered by the murder of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and others, um, we saw it, whether you were out there or not. You saw protesters being arrested for peacefully protesting. You saw protesters being shot with rubber bullets and tear gas um, being thrown out. You saw the tanks on the streets. During that time, when I was out there with my niece, when we were at the protest, we saw the police presence. We saw the drones above us watching every little move we made. We saw just how active they got when, you know, the moment was about killing black people and about police brutality. We saw it. We saw it. And what was their response to those protests? Oh, blue lives matter. Blue lives matter. So what happened? What what happened? Because did blue lives matter when they beat a police officer to death? 
with the fire extinguisher in the Capitol last week? Did Blue Lives Matter when they chased Capitol Police through the halls of the Capitol? Did Blue Lives Matter when they tear gassed the police back when they were there in D.C.? Did Blue Lives Matter when they crushed an officer into walls up there in the Capitol building? Oh, no. No. Because we know, we've been new, that Blue Lives Matter was never really about support for the police. Blue Lives Matter was just a cover for how they really felt. And that's that Blue Lives Matter, as long as black and brown lives are on the receiving end of the brutality and abuse. But I'm not done. <laughs> no. Because you had Capitol Police that were actually trying to protect and defend. But you also had those that open gates for the rioters. Just let them right on in. Come on, y'all. Come on in. Come terrorize everyone in here. You had those that took selfies with them. Talk with them casually. Stood by as they broke windows and went and ransacked offices of officials, stole laptops. And that's not surprising at all either. Let's be real. The behavior that we saw displayed was just evidence of what we've been saying for years. When we say, if a black person did that, y'all know the rest of the sentence. Now, if a black person did that, it would be a whole lot different. And the restraint shown by police at the Capitol wasn't surprising. Like, it was just like, wow, we can finally see it. This, this is what we've been talking about for years. This is what we have been saying for years. The behavior we saw in those people, and most importantly, with the person who's supposed to be the leader of the country, isn't surprising or new. It's not new to black people who heard things like this. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. So we have it wasn't new to disabled people who heard things like this. This reporter, now the poor guy, you got to see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. He's going like, I don't remember. I, oh, maybe that's what I said. It wasn't new to women who heard things like this. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the... <laughs> I can do anything. So, no, we aren't surprised. We aren't taken aback by any of this. We might be upset, yeah. Disappointed, I don't think so. Because we, we knew this. We've been saying this. America was never great. You can't make something great again if it never was in the first place. Was it great when they stole land from the people that were here first, cut off their food supplies, forced them into reservations on their land? Was it great when they went across the seas to bring back ship loads full of human cargo and sold them to the highest bidder? Separated mothers, fathers, children, stripped them of their native language and names. Was it great when all black people wanted years later, years after that, were basic human rights? And instead of giving them that, they hosed them down, beat them, 
let dogs bite them, hung them, spit on them, taunted children who were the first to integrate into the schools? Or is that their version of America being great? Of course it is. Of course it is. Make America great and keep America great is coded language. It's racism. That's all. Point blank and period. The same day that the rioters took over the Capitol, there was also a situation in Los Angeles, California, where another group of domestic terrorists, because let's call a thing a thing, they were out protesting that their guy lost. (laughs) He lost. Like, they're rioting because he lost. When Black Lives Matter allies... Protesters, activists got together to protest police brutality. That was about the killing of black people, the taking of lives of black people for little things. Think about George Floyd. Think about Breonna Taylor, Amal Aubrey. He was just jogging. Tatiana Jefferson, she was in her house playing video games with her nephew. Tamir Rice, he was on a playground. A playground, a kid on a playground playing with a toy gun. Think about Trayvon Martin. He was on his way home with a drink and Skittles. And he was profiled because he was black and he was wearing a hoodie. Right? And we protest because of that. Their protest, that's what they want to call it, is because he lost. And it's not just because he lost. It's also because they feel their grasp weakening. This is what it is. They feel their grasp weakening. The power that they feel they have just by being white. They feel like they're losing that. And so this, what we've seen last week. That's just the tip of the iceberg. (laughs) That was just that frustration and anger that they feel because of that on display. That's all that is. And so in Los Angeles, a black woman was attacked as she was walking past this group of protesters. They snatched her wig off. One of them bear hugged her is what the news article said. But she said she felt like. He was crushing her chest because he was holding her arms, pinning her arms down to her side as they hit her with flagpoles, pulled her wig off, taunted her. Can you imagine how frightening that must have been for her? A black woman by herself until a group of people came and pulled her out of that situation. And then also, I want to draw your attention to the woman, I can't remember her name, who was shot and killed at the Capitol. She was with them. She was with that group. And Capitol Police shot her. I'm not going to say Capitol Police. It was someone there because it may have been Secret Service. I'm not sure. But they told her not to climb through this window, and she chose to do so. She was a veteran. She served. And she served 14 years. And I can't help but wonder, you know, why would you do that? Why would you put yourself in that situation? 
And so I was on social media after it was announced that she had passed. And I saw people saying, say her name, say her name. First of all, what we're not going to do is take an entire movement that was built for the killing of black women who did not get the same attention, the adequate attention that they deserved. Because let's be real, when it comes to police brutality and the killing of black people, we do pay more attention to it when it's black men. Not to say that, you know, because I know some people are going to take that and feel like, but mostly black men are going to feel like, but, you know, we should, yes, we should advocate for both equally. But as we know, oftentimes when we are advocating for these black lives, the women get pushed further and further down. And so we created this movement, Say Her Name, so that they don't get lost in that process. And so what we're not going to do is take that movement that was built for a specific purpose and apply it to this white woman who was breaking the law. (laughs) That's what we're not going to do. Who was killed by rioting in the Capitol. What they were wishing to accomplish during that, I have no idea. And it just goes to show that, you know, they have the option to go home. The president got on the news and said, you're very special people, go home. Black people don't have that option. We don't have the option to just go home. And like I said, the restraint that they showed on that Capitol, how they barely reached for their guns, their firearms. If you're black, you know that if you had switched that group out with a group of black people, it would have been completely different. But we know that. We all know that. And so that's why this week I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to bring our attention back to that because I don't want us to forget this moment in history because the next time we're out advocating for ourselves and advocating for other black and brown people and someone says to you or you see on the news that some anchor, some journalist says, but it doesn't take all that. They're doing too much. I want us to remember to remind them of last week and how a group of rioters, domestic terrorists, and insurrectionists took over the capital of the United States of America. And then you tell us if we're still doing too much. Because we told (laughs) y'all. We've been telling y'all for years. And last week was just seeing it. Last week was just the icing on the cake. So black people, let me remind you that this is not our fight. This is not ours to correct because we didn't make it like that. All right. I know it's in our nature to rush to defend even those who have caused harm to us. But this isn't our fight. Stay safe. Stay out of the (laughs) stay out of the way. Okay, stay out of the way. This isn't on us. Let them handle it. You just sit back, drink your tea, enjoy yourself. All right. So with that being said, stay black, stay carefree. Again, seriously, stay safe. Wear a mask, (laughs) socially distanced. Okay. 
Um, and I will catch you guys next week. Hopefully nothing else happens so we can actually get back on track with what we're supposed to be talking about here. But this week we had to go down that rabbit hole really quickly. But next week we'll be back. Follow us on Instagram at Carefree and Black Diaries. On Twitter at Carefree B-L-K-P-O-D. That's Carefree Black Pod. And on Facebook you can like it at Carefree and Black Diaries. And I will see you guys next week. Bye guys. <laughs>